Good morning. As you make your way back to your seats, let's all stand up. We're going to start this service off by singing, Open the Eyes of My Heart.
you. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Brother Glenn. God bless you. Y'all give Brother Glenn a round of applause. <laughs> Amen. I got my applause. I got a kiss. Amen. <laughs> I am so happy to be married to Duke and Sparta. You know what? Uh, one of the beautiful things about being married is you have children. And then your children grow up and they go away. But you know what? God brought one of them home this week to me. And it's uh, beyond power. When he came home, I haven't seen that kid in almost two years. And it's been a, an amazing thing to see. And then he's out of the door in a whirlwind. Gone. Got in yesterday, gone this morning. We'll see him again sometime this week. He came to take his little brother uh, out and about celebrating as he graduated, as you know, this week. And so he's taking them mountain climbing and, and skydiving and whatever else he can do for his little brother, because his little brother will be shipping out to the Marine Corps, and they are calling every week saying, can you take an early deployment? So, yes, yes, be in prayer for this dad, because this dad's heart can't take much more of that. All right, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Samuel. The book of 2 Samuel. The title of this morning's message is Living Water. Living Water. And if you've been experiencing some of the Texas heat this week, you probably know something about needing to drink a little bit of water. Amen? So, my son came in from Washington State and he said, Dad, they have record-breaking heat this week. And I was thinking, what was it, 78? Yeah. No. No, it's getting up to 115 in some places today. And so, be in prayer for that. You know, people say, what's the difference? What's going on? Y'all know what's going on. Jesus is telling this world, get ready. Amen? That's what's happening. And we need to start being in prayer. And we need to start taking these signs as real. And we need to start sharing the gospel with everybody we meet. So the title of this morning's message is Living Water. And you might be sitting in that pew this morning thinking, Pastor, I need a drink of water. I need my soul refreshed. Well, this message is for you this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I come to you now in Jesus' name. And I want to thank the Lord God for your word. And I pray, Lord, your merciful word would wash into our hearts, wash into our lives. Lord, speak to us. And if there be anybody that needs to come to know you as personal Lord and Savior, or anybody, Father, that needs to get their heart right with you, needs to get their walk right with you, would you let today be that day as we bless you and praise you and give you all the glory in Jesus' holy name. Second Samuel, chapter 23. We'll start in verse 13. We're going to read about King David. Incidentally, Becky and I and Stephanie just sang about King David. That particular selection came right out of Psalm 51, if you didn't know that. If you're a Bible reader, that is where King David committed adultery with Bathsheba. With Bathsheba. And that was his prayer of repentance. He said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Because he knew what it was like to live with that guilt ever before him. He knew what it was like to get on his knees and to have shadows play in the back of his mind about that guilt and about the deed that he had done and the murders he committed and the lies that he told and the idol he created in God saying, it's okay to be He began to confess his sin to God. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. You should go through we are once saved, always saved. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 23. Start with me in verse 13. The Bible says, And three of the thirty chief men went down at harvest time and 
came to David at the cave of Adunam. And the troop of the Philistines encamped in the valley of Rephaim. And David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. Now, for a word of understanding here, uh, David has been on the run, as you know. Uh, he is now uh, being chased about by some Philistines. He has been just recently, to be honest with you, recently anointed king. And apparently he has lost control of his hometown, Bethlehem. You all know he was born there. That is the city of David, if you will. And his family home and property and possessions are there. We've lost control of There's now a Philistine stronghold, a garrison in Bethlehem. And David is encamped in the cave of Adullam, where he's having a stronghold right there. It's an easy place to defend, and it's uh, a place that he can rest at. Apparently, he's experiencing the military difficulties, probably more in supply than he is in combat. So where he's at now, he's having a hard time finding water, he's having a hard time finding food, and therefore he stops in the cave where, yes, there's water, yes, there's food, but not the most enticing water. Can you imagine cave water? It's stagnant, it's still, it's dusty, and, well, they're ready for some fresh, running, clean spring water. You can imagine what's happening now. So look with me again in verse 14. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David said with longing. Now understand what the Bible says here. David said with longing. He was pining in his heart. He was almost lusting. He said with longing, Oh, that someone would give me a drink of the water from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. So the three mighty men broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the wall of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink it, but poured it out to the Lord. And let me talk a little bit about those three mighty men. To be honest with you, David's going to end up naming 30 and then 300 mighty men. And on top of those were sections of three. And then on top of those was one chief set of three. And these were the set of three toughest guys in David's army. That's why they call them the three mighty men. And they're going to break through this Philistine garrison, break through the manger, just three of them. We're talking incredible odds here. This is Green Beret stuff. This is Navy Field stuff. This is Airborne Ranger stuff, guys. They're breaking through here, and they're going to this well, and they're getting David a drink. They're risking their lives, not just that, but we don't know the amount of blood that was spilt for them to get this water. They get to this well, and this must be a well that David knew from his childhood. This was a well that had oftentimes parched his thirst. Know what I'm talking about this morning. There's more going on here than I'm thirsty. There's a lot more going on than I need a drink of water. There's something else happening here. And I know that as Bible students, and I know as people who've gathered together in God's house, you're beginning to see that here. This man is longing for something. Perhaps he's longing for the memories of his childhood. Perhaps he's longing to be back in his childhood home, back in his childhood country. But something in him is calling him back. I need a drink of that water. David says in verse 17, Far be it from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is this not the blood of the men who went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things were done by the three, the three mighty men. I gave you a picture here. The cave of Abdullah today. If you look, you can still see some of the walls inside that cave. 
they had fortified it up, when they had created a military stronghold. Now, if you're thinking about 2021 warfare, you know a bunker buster would take care of that in a minute. Amen. Some of you are sitting there saying, yeah, a hand grenade would take care of that too. But one-on-one sword fighting would be really hard to do because you can't flank it. You can't go around it. You can't get behind it. You cannot take it by surprise. You must approach it through that opening. And to do so means you are visible. To do so means you are now at the mercy of the archers that are inside that just think if you were to have a shield and make it through, hiding behind your shield to get close to the gate. Then you have to meet the swordsmen that you can't even see coming because you're behind your shield. The cave at Adullam. This is where David's stronghold was. It was a place of rest. It was a place of refuge. And not only that, it was a place of David saying, I've got to get back to my roots. And perhaps that's where you are right now. And you've been wondering in your childhood, you've been sitting there thinking there was a time that God and I walked hand in hand. There's a time that the Spirit of God was moving in me. There's a time that God spoke to me. There's a time that God's Word made sense to me. And you're sitting there like King David saying, I want to get back to my childhood. I want to get back for that long, cool, satisfying drink of water. Well, let's take a look at the well of Bethlehem. That's it. Boy, that's beautiful, isn't it? Does that just make you thirsty right now, or what? Some of you are like, I wouldn't drink out of that with a ten-foot pole. Well, thank God, because that's a ten-foot rope right there. They would drop it down inside real easy, because if you drop it too hard, it's going to bounce off the stone walls and break, isn't it? They're going to lower it down, fill it up with water, and bring it back up, and dump it into some cups and buckets. That's what those three guys looked their life for. If you were to look at it today, it's enshrined in Israel. Bethlehem, well, not really Israel. Bethlehem is no longer Jewish. It is completely Islamic. That's right. It's a tourist attraction for where Jesus was born. But for some reason, our country, our life, our people say, well, that's really not Jewish land. Excuse me? There, David's well is still there. Now it's enshrined in a stone courtyard, and you pay money to go in and see. You might be able to get a drink out of it. We're going to look today at this water. David was longing for. Perhaps it was living water. Perhaps you're sitting in your pew this morning in your chair, and you're thinking, "I need a drink of water. I need my soul refreshed, Pastor. I need a." of the Lord. I've been stagnant for far too long and I've been dying. I've been crying. I've been screaming out to God, give me a drink of water because nothing else in this world satisfies. But David longed for a drink of the water of Bethlehem. And I wonder how that applies to us today. Let's take a look at that. Point number one, I didn't give you a lot of pictures this morning. I didn't give you a lot of euphemisms or interesting little thoughts and, and, and tidbits. Today, just an outline. Number one, David longed for a drink 
in the water of Bethlehem. And perhaps you're sitting there this morning longing for a drink of the waters of Bethlehem. And you know who was born in Bethlehem. And you know what this is a picture of. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. And it doesn't take a genius, a Bible scholar, or somebody who reads Greek or Hebrew. This takes someone who sits down and thinks about, hey, I know who was born in Bethlehem. I know who claims to be the water of life. I know who said that if you drink of me, you will never thirst again. And the Bible tells us David was longing for a drink of the waters of Bethlehem. And that means to me his soul, his heart, his mind, his body, everything that he was, was crying out, I need a taste of him who lives forever. I need to take a drink of his spirit. I need to get a look into his mind. I need to understand his word. I want to walk with him and talk with him along life's narrow way. David was longing, church. For a drink. Now, do you understand what's going on here? He wanted to get back to that childhood where he sat out in the pastures with his sheep when he would stand up to the bears, to the lions, to the tigers. Oh, my. And he took them on in the name of God. He remembers the time when the 